Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Wednesday, December 7th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuinik, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. As at 12.15, we'll be joined by the head coach for the Final Four Shepherd University Rams football team, Ernie McCook. Then 12.45, the new girls basketball coach at uh, Washington High School, Rasan Edwards, will join us as uh, he'll be our last girls basketball coach to be on the show. We will have gone around the EPAC with all the girls basketball coaches. And then uh, tomorrow we'll start going around the boys side of the EPAC with basketball coaches. Uh, But first, guys. We've got a pair of WVU men's hoops tickets to give away for this Saturday. Uh, Colin, do you know what time the game is? Yes, 6 p.m. Game is at 6 p.m. at the Coliseum. They are playing UAB, uh, which should be a good out-of-conference game. And if you want to go, uh, type in the comments on the Facebook page. Uh, Colin, what should they type in the comments? Why they want to go, and then we'll pick them. Yeah, we'll pick you up. Be on the lookout for a Facebook message from us after 1 o'clock once we get off the show today. We'll send you a Facebook message about how you can come and claim your tickets. Uh, but if you want to go, type in the Facebook chat right now. And uh, these this pair of tickets to WVU versus UAB this Saturday at 6 p.m. are yours in Section 204. Uh, but, guys... Let's turn our attention to high school basketball in the Mountain State. That begins to uh, well begin yesterday, but the EPAC boys get underway tonight, and girls continue. Uh, Spring Mills gets underway tonight as they play Millbrook. Spring Mills, as we talked about the other day, uh, is a growing team. We'll have uh, Coach Samples on before the end of the week here, uh, but they're a team that uh, can really do some things this year in the EPAC. Yeah, they were led by a few freshmen last year. Everybody on last year's team coming back. This year they received a few votes in the uh, top 10, just outside of that top 10 in the AP voting uh, that took place earlier this week. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Spring Mills does, and uh challenge against Millbrook is always a uh, good test to have to start off the season in outer state of competition. Nick? Yeah, I mean, you look at this team led by Keyshawn Cheek, now a sophomore guard, uh, you throw in Thomas and uh, Max Anderson as well into that core, and this is a very talented team. You know, Jalen Franklin's a good senior for them as well, so uh, there's definitely some excitement, I think, for Spring Mills. They didn't go very deep into their bench last year, so I think that will be interesting to see, you know, if Coach Samples is able to use more guys off the bench, but when you look at that starting five, especially those three freshmen uh, that are now sophomores, I'm expecting a big year for Spring Mills uh, because they should take that next step, and those kids are going to get bigger, stronger, faster now that they're sophomores. They've had a whole year uh, you know, to, to prepare for this season. Um, we've seen what Anderson did on the football field in, in his year of development, so I'm excited to see what he's able to do as a leader on the basketball court. Uh, we saw Keyshawn Cheek even show up toward the end of the year on the football team and do some things. And Caleb Thomas, 
Uh, looks like he's maybe grown an inch or two based on their roster. Uh, now listed six foot five, so you know height wise, he's going to be one of the tallest yeah. players in the EPAC, and uh, definitely showed some great potential last year for their team. So I think Spring Mills has to be one of the teams that you look at in Berkeley County and Jefferson County here in the EPAC as a top three team probably in the preseason is where I would put them. It will be interesting to see if they can, you know, jump who I who I'd have ahead of them right now, probably Hedgesville slightly, but I think it's very close between those two schools and then Jefferson has to obviously be your preseason number one. Uh but those three are all very close and, and you could make the argument that Spring Mills, based on what we saw last year toward the end of the year and just their young talent getting better that they probably have the best chance to have, make the biggest jump from last year to this year and just be really good. Like, they were good last year, but I think they could be great this year Yeah, if they put it all together. Yeah, and then some other action around the EPAC. Hedgesville girls looking for their first win of the season as they have their home opener. They're facing Kaiser tonight, and then Musselman girls are facing St. Maria Goretti out of Maryland. Uh, that Musselman team, believe, looking for their first win as well. We had Coach Elliott on yesterday. It should be a good game for them tonight. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. Again, if you want to win these uh, West Virginia Hoops tickets as they take on UAB on Saturday at 6 p.m., type in the comments why you want to go. Uh, and we'll pick you up, pick a winner after today's show. But after this two-minute break, we'll have Coach Ernie McCook, head coach for the Shepherd University Rams, as they get ready to head out to Colorado to uh, face Colorado School of the Mines. We'll talk to him about that after this two-minute break. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Has she been naughty? And has she been nice? That's a dilemma, my friend. What do you do? Santa actually checks his list twice to find out who's naughty and nice. The point we may have been missing is that naughty and nice is a good thing. I'm Lori from Bechtel Jewelers. If she's been naughty and nice, get in here. Let her know that her behavior has not gone unnoticed, not by Santa and not by you. Bechtel Jewelers, Rattle 11 South Inwood. Something nice for the woman who is that and so much more. 
WV Medicine is pleased to announce the relocation of our Berkeley Medical Center outpatient rehabilitation services to 1002 Tavern Road. This move gives Martinsburg Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation more room, more convenient parking, and a covered drive-up drop-off area. WV Medicine will continue to offer physical, occupational, and speech therapies for both adult and pediatric patients, as well as specialized services. For more info on this new location and services provided there, call 304-264-1214. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We're pleased to be joined by AFCA Region 1 Coach of the Year Head Coach Ernie McCook and Coach McCook. Uh, you guys getting ready to go out to Colorado as you uh, are in the Final Four. Obviously, uh, big preparation for this one, but uh, get some more honors this week. You're named Region 1 Coach of the Year from the AFCA, and uh, I know what you're going to say. It's a team award, right? Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It is. <laughs> no question about it. And uh, what if... you, you can't be the Coach of the Year without having good players and good coaches. There you go. Simple. Yeah. What have you guys been doing this week to prepare for this big matchup? Uh, we've been uh, to go as go with our schedule. You know, typical um, week of preparation, Sunday is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. only difference is we'll push our walkthrough up a little bit early on Thursday and fly out for Denver on Thursday afternoon. Coach, I uh, wanted to touch on your win over IUP, uh, just the dominating performance from the team. Uh, what do you think led to that? Uh, dominating win? I thought we played well in all three phases, obviously. Um, I think the defense played lights out, uh, made it very difficult for them, played with great physicality, and uh, got after everybody. I mean, thought we were great on both sides of the line, on side of the ball at the line of scrimmage. Players made plays. We forced turnovers. We took care of the ball ourselves, uh, and we scored more points than they did. During that game, Tyson finally broke the record all-time in touchdown passes for all of NCAA. How special of a moment was it for your team and then the program as a whole having him as a part of the team this year? He's the the best ever. Uh, He's the best football player I've ever coached. He's um, as good a football player that he is. He's even a better person. He's a great teammate. Um, Really proud of him. Really happy for him. And uh, he, he, I mean, it's uh, he had, being able to coach him has been a blessing. And coach, obviously, this is a rematch. Uh, that was a rematch of the PSAC championship, and uh, obviously, that game didn't go your team's way, but uh, seemed to uh, be ready to play this this last Saturday and get a big win. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we, you know, it was disappointing not to win the conference championship. Uh, that's one of our goals we set. We wanted to do that. Uh, but we quickly put that one to bed and kind of focused on what we would, what kind of um, seed we would get in the playoffs. And I thought that our kids did a great job transitioning from what what was a very difficult loss for us, and being able to recenter their focus on the NCAA playoffs with New Haven and Sleeper Rock and even IUP again. And coach, uh, heading into that game, you were without Marlon Cook and Ryan Beach. And then during the game, E.J. Morgan goes down with an injury. So you're down to essentially 
you know, really just three or four receivers out there and, and young guys and Cam Dorner and Daryl Harper really stepping up along with uh, transfer Alfonso Foray. Uh, just talk about that group and how they've been able to step up with these injuries. Well, it's, you know, it's, um, it does go through the leadership of obviously Coach Haynes, our offense coordinator, having confidence in those guys, um, and Tyson. Uh, you know, one of the greatest uh, things about Tyson Bajan is he makes everybody around him better. And I think he can bring out the best in even the young receivers. Both Cameron and Daryl, we know, are very talented players. Um, and they really did a great job in preparing from summer camp to where we are now to be able to give us quality snaps in, in an NCAA playoff tournament. And, Coach, uh, any update on those injuries? Yeah, I, right now we're anticipating to be able to have Ryan and Marlon Cook back. Um, so uh, that room will get a little healthier, but I, I don't believe that we'll have uh, EJ. This week, as we've already mentioned, taking on Colorado School of Mines, the two versus the three. What is the scouting report early on for this team? Well, you know, the, the one thing here, here's one thing about this Final Four: three of the three of the four teams are the same as last year, and Colorado School of the Mines is one of them. They, they're a great program that has a lot of playoff experience. Uh, they are. Um, they, they play with great energy and effort in all three phases, offense, defense, and the special teams-wise. Uh, they, they do what they're supposed to do. When they play a tough team, they play them extremely tough. When they play a team that they're you know, definitely better than, they, may, they, they don't get caught. You, know, they, you never catch them sleeping. They play to their level no matter who they're playing. So we know um, it's going to be a tough, tough sledding for us there. Uh, we're going to have to be able to match their intensity and make more plays than them. We're going to have to make the ordinary play extraordinary. We're going to have to be consistent with what we do. We need to take care of the football. We need to force some turn- turnovers, and we need to be we need to be great in all three phases. And coach, obviously, when you head out to that Denver area, the atmosphere is going to be a factor. And uh, you know, talking with Tyson and the rest of the players on Monday, it seemed like your coaching staff put together a plan early on Sunday to uh, definitely help you guys get through that. One hundred percent. We were um, when we knew we were going to Mines on Saturday night. Uh, we talked to uh, we had a connection with the coach at the Air Force Academy. We talked to them. Uh, we had a connection with coaches at the Naval Academy who talked to – got some information from Bill Belichick, you know, for when they go out with the Broncos, how they handle it. So we got a lot of different uh, ideas of things that we could do to help our players, and I think we've done a nice job with it. The key is hydration, um, making sure guys hydrate. Uh, there's some supplements that you can take. We're providing those for our guys, but, like, I just walked in my office. We have a stack of Gatorade standing, sitting outside my office. So anybody goes by, they can grab something to drink. Um, I think that was, that's, you know, the hydration part is going to be the key. And the other thing that everybody talked about was don't make a big deal about it. Don't let it be a psychological factor. Just go out and play the game. So we're going to go out. We're leaving tomorrow. We'll get out there Thursday night. On Thursday, we'll practice. We do a fast and furious practice. So our guys will be running around hard. We'll, we'll break a sweat, and we'll get we'll do our best to acclimate to the environment. Coach, um, 
you know, you get, your team has been in this situation before last year. Uh, obviously, it didn't go your way against a really good Ferris State team. So, you know, having that experience there now of playing in the in the semifinals, how do you think that prepares the guys for this time around? Um, I think for our guys that are you know returners from last year that are that are that are living off that experience, they they know what it's going to be like to fly. They know what it's going to be like to you know in our preparation for it. So having experience, I think, is going to be very helpful. Um, but you know we have tremendous leadership in our program, uh, and I I feel very confident that we have a bunch of guys who want to go out and compete, and we're going to give it our best effort on on Saturday against a really good football team. So I think the the experience helps. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and we're going to lean on that leadership to help us, you know, do the best we can on Saturday. Who are some of, guy, some of the guys on Colorado School of Mines that have really stood out to you, Coach? Uh, man, they're, they're defensive front seven, man. They're, they play a 3-4 defense. They have two outside backers that are just physical. They're inside backers. They're just great. They're they're front seven is um tremendous they're going to make it hard to run they move they slant they angle they blitz uh so we're going to have to be ironed out there in our pass protection and in our run fits uh the quarterback is electric he's elusive it's like johnny mansell out there just making plays uh they they do a lot of similar things rpo wise and run game that we do so our defensive have seen that, and we just have to, you know, do a good job against them. And coach, obviously, uh, going across the the or halfway across the country to Colorado and having to adjust plans, try to get there, try to adjust to the atmosphere. Uh, you guys this week have been trying to get help from the Ram supporters. How much would that help mean, and where can people help you guys out? Uh, there's a link on our website, Ram Rally. Uh, the help just helps us with the extra stuff that we're putting together to make the trip first class. Uh, our school has been really supportive of us. Um, you know, we're doing things to take as many distractions away from our players that we possibly can and just allow them to be able to focus on this football game. And the support of uh, the Ram faithful has, has been, been great. Um, I think we've raised a tremendous amount of money at an early time, in a short amount of time, I'm sorry. And it's going to do things like help our cheerleaders. Tra- um, you know, obviously we'll get some NCAA help but um, with the travel, but we'll spend more than what the NCAA allots. And the, ha- having the fundraising efforts of our administration is helpful so that we can just focus on playing this football game, removing distractions, and having great focus when we go out here and play. Coach, before we let you go, just wanted to get your comments on uh, Joey Fisher getting fourth in the uh, voting for the Gene Upshaw Award. Um, I believe if we would have taken that whole pool and we put him in a draft pick, Joey's going to be taken before number four. All right, Coach. And uh, if the public is going to – the school's inviting the public to uh, send you guys off tomorrow. Bus is scheduled to leave campus at 1 p.m.? Yes, sir. That is that is accurate. Yes, sir. All right, Coach. Thanks for the time. Best of luck. And hope we're talking Monday night about a big win as you guys head to the hopefully head to the championship next week. I hope so too. All right, guys. Have a great and I appreciate everything you guys do for Shepherd football. 
Thank you, Head Coach Ernie McCook. Have a great day, Coach. That was Head Coach Ernie McCook, coach of the Shepherd University Rams as they head off to Colorado, Golden Colorado, to face Colorado School of the Mines. And, uh, you know, we were talking off the air yesterday with Dylan, and he compared the quarterback to Johnny Manziel, too. Yeah, spot on. And I also really agreed with uh, Coach, Coach McCook's statement there at the end. Out of the four guys, I think Joey gets picked if you look at a draft board as well. Yeah, I mean, potentially Murphy being, you know, all those sacks, I think, could lead to something. And uh, I know Ferris State has had uh, guys drafted before. Zach Seinsler was drafted in the seventh round to the Ravens and has actually had a pretty good career with the Dolphins out of Ferris State. So, you know, have that kind of pipeline there. But, um, Joey, I think when you look at his his size and you know talent and stuff like that, he definitely stands out and he's had a great season. But in terms of Shepard in this matchup, it, it will be a tough one. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, but we'll see how the Rams are able to play. You know, it, it's definitely – I think it gives you more confidence heading into this game after the IUP win. If it had been another close game to IUP, maybe you uh, – hesitate to think that Shepard has a great chance just because that's kind of how things went last year for them and and then it ended up being not very close but I think dominating in the region one championship game and really dominating throughout the region one playoffs for the most part I mean New Haven was a three-point game but Shepard had a lead there for a good majority until a late touchdown of 10 points so um and just weren't really clicking in the red zone in that game. And then they come out against Slippery Rock, win by double digits, uh, and then you dominate against IUP. I think this team is playing its best football right now and has the best player in the nation in Tyson Bajant. So they have a chance. Um, I think Colorado will be favorites, obviously playing at home. and uh, The atmosphere difference. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's a huge factor. Like Coach McCook says, I don't, I don't think you have to uh, – you have to prepare for it, but you don't want to overlook or over analyze it. Analyze it, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it because if you start thinking about it too much, then it becomes more of a mental thing. I mean, obviously, if you never played in those conditions, that could be something that affects you. And that was you, the that part that I was going to bring up. They, they've expect. never done this before, so you can't, I guess, go too much into it and make it a mental issue. But at the same time, you can't ignore the fact that it exists right yeah for some people though they'll go and, and they won't even notice a difference and yeah. some guys might notice a difference so but um it's it's an interesting game i think i would favor colorado like i said but i think Shepard has a chance to make things interesting yeah i would agree with that and you know one thing i wanted to talk to coach mccook about and i totally forgot to ask the question because it's it's already wednesday i thought about this on monday as if we we're going to talk to him Monday night was, uh, you know, going back, and I think I said this to Tyson on the on Monday Night Mayhem on Monday night, was that when you go back and watch the video of the touchdown pass that put, you know, Tyson in immortality uh, as the king of touchdowns across all NCAA levels, the line, we've talked about him all year, and I think Coach McCook would, as you know, as basically the offensive line coach, would, would agree with me that uh, that play – kind of shows what this offensive line has been all year because Tyson stepped back to drop back to pass 
Just and stood there. Just stood there. Untouched. Untouched mm-hmm. and threw the ball to essentially a wide open Brian Walker. Didn't have to move around the pocket. Didn't have to do anything. And, you know, being that close to the end zone, obviously things get tighter down there and nobody was able to get past any of the offensive linemen, which just goes to show how good this offensive line is. And there's going to be quite a few guys back. You know, you're going to you're going to lose two and Joey Fisher and Adam Stilley, but you know, three guys you're going to get really back. four because you have riser back as well. That's true. Yeah, Eventually, you, you can, can move, move some guys him, around yeah. and have four starters back for you next year. But I think that was the epitome of the offensive line this year is that play. Yeah, and last year's offensive line, though, was so veteran-oriented. And this team did go through its uh, its growing pains yeah. up front. They did have a few games where they gave up four or five sacks early in the season. And now they've went, what, four or five games without allowing a sack Yeah, now? so they've, they've made a lot of improvements up front. Um, you know, I was trying to think about how I, how I feel about Shepard heading into this game. And I think, you know, quarterback, running back, obviously Tyson and Ronnie return. I think they've gotten better since last year. And then receivers, I... With these injuries, there's a lot of question marks there. I, I I would say as a receiver unit, they're probably a little bit lesser, less talented than last year's team, but still. But the fact that they were talented. able to do what they've done without you know your few guys that have been a, that is they have a lot of depth. Yes, and they had that last year as well. They just didn't really have to show it because they were more healthy. Yeah, uh, at wide receiver, tight end. You know, Brian Walker though has stepped up and became the best tight end to play with Tyson Bajant this season. I mean, I feel like this is the best season for a tight end since Bajan's been the quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I you know, I feel like there's been no other tight ends to make. I mean, I guess you count uh, McCook as a tight end in a way. He's a fullback, right? But there's, I don't feel like there's been any other tight ends to make catches this year unless I'm just dead wrong. No. I mean, Dustin Fisher's been out there for blocking situations, yeah. but that's yeah. really his role. And then uh, – Rosnage is the converted defensive end. He's been out there a few times for blocking situations, but they don't really use anybody but Brian Walker for receiving, which was different than last year. You had Wetzel and Walker that yeah. got targets. So, you know, he's going to be a big part of the team that they're going to have to replace for next season, but they do have some young guys with some potential there. Yeah, they got a couple guys red shirt and a few guys on a red shirt freshman right now, but obviously we don't want to talk about the future yet. But uh, again, yeah. Shepard. Uh, tomorrow you can go help send them off as they're going to leave campus around one o'clock from Ram Stadium, right next to Ram Stadium. Uh, you can catch them as they as help send them off to Golden, Colorado. Uh, that game Saturday, three thirty Eastern on ESPN Plus. Unfortunately, we won't broadcast the game. Disappointing as we're just as we're as disappointed as the fans are that want to watch the game on TV ten. Uh, but ESPN takes over for the Final Four with the uh, NCAA broadcast rights for the playoffs. Uh, but if you want to catch the game. Obviously, I said a 3.30 kickoff on ESPN+. Plus. The Shepherd University Alumni Association is hosting a free watch party in the Shepherd Student Center store or ballroom starting at 3 p.m. The Alumni Association will supply food and non-alcoholic beverages. You can go to, uh, you can go to Shepherd's Facebook page for more uh, to find out uh, more specifics on the event. But uh, thanks again to Coach McCook for hopping. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk some national sports, some regional as well with the Wizards and Capitals, as well as the MLB Draft Lottery. After this two-minute break, you're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. 
Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Try to collect on an insurance claim, perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. As we uh, get into this regional national sports segment, the MLB Draft Lottery, the first ever MLB Draft Lottery was last night, and uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates got the first pick in the draft for this. It's kind of weird how late they, or how early they do it, I guess, because when's the MLB Draft? Like July? June? Or June? July now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, I don't know. It's just kind of odd to me. I think it makes sense, though, because it's, when else would you do it when you have the draft in the middle of the season? And also, Do it on opening day. No. Have it at the winter meetings. It makes sense. I, I guess, yeah. The national the Nationals get the number two pick in the draft, which is good because they had higher odds to get the seventh pick than any other pick in the top seven. The Orioles are sitting at 17. Well, the Orioles had a good year last year. Yeah. But I was hoping they would somehow move into the top five. How would that happen? The Detroit They're Tigers the get the third pick. The Tiger, or excuse me, the Rangers get the fourth pick. The Twins get the fifth pick, and the sixth pick goes to the Athletics. Uh, first draft lottery, though. Interesting to see how long that will stick around, guys. And, hey, uh, Spencer. Uh, yeah, Coach Edwards is actually here in person. If you want to do it now, I just realized. Yeah, he's right outside the door. Oh. I didn't realize he was going to be in person, but you want to hey. do it early and see if. He's ready to go? Yeah, why not? Let's do yeah. it. 
So, <laughs> apologize. Didn't realize you were coming in person, but welcome. I thought that's what we were doing. I'm sorry. Oh, you would have been more than fine to just call, but appreciate oh, it. So Live radio. Yeah. We're having our guest walk in now. It. Welcome. If you just want to sit there, Coach Edwards. Yeah, we'll get you set up. Hold on. Live radio, folk, folks. Yeah, it looks good. All right, Coach Edwards, new head coach for the girls' basketball team at Washington, and uh, thanks for coming in. Usually we have people calling on the phone, but welcome any guests that want to come in to the studio as well. Um, what uh, What made you want to take this Washington girls' job? Well, I've been the assistant for the last couple of years, um, and just the opportunity was there. I knew we had some, some good pieces uh, coming in that we could definitely – you know, looking to grow and, and build and just kind of, you know, establish our own um, our own culture here. Um, and they they've started to take in, into that. They're buying into what we what we want to do and how we want to build it. And um, just kind of trying to do things the right way. And last year, Coach Edwards, your team two points away <laughs> from that state championship tournament opportunity. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. coming up just a bit short. So. Obviously, given a chip on the shoulder for this year's team, how are they looking so far? Definitely, last year was a uh, left a bitter taste in our mouth. You know, we lost to a, a solid, solid uh, Spring Mills team, um, but I think right now we're we're transitioning into understanding how to compete every day and just helping each other get better in practice. Um, and then, you know, we we took a tough loss last Friday at Wheeling Park. They're really good, uh, but. We did. We were able to bounce back against Willing Central. Uh, I thought we played well. We did some some things in um, defensively that I, I like what we did. Um, and now it's just a matter of continuing to build it and just like I say, help each other get better every day. And coach, I, I believe uh, Mary Rivera returns for you guys. Yes. Uh, but who else do you have in that core? And what are some uh, expectations for this year's team? I'm asking them to grow up now. Um, you know, I know we have some young guards, but, you know, we're asking them to really just grow up. Um, Mary, young guard, and she's still growing um, and learning as a player, um, but she's a competitor. Um, I love her tenacity. Um, the other guard beside her, Lexi Adams, um, highly skilled, high IQ player, um, and Ariana Harrison, and um, Kendall I. Toby also. Uh, kind of our senior captain she's really stepping in she's playing well always always going full throttle i love what she's doing so far kind of help us get better every day and you talk about only a couple seniors in coles and uh uh i can't i didn't want to mispronounce her name there kindle i toby yeah i toby uh so you only have two seniors and you know such a good team coming back from last year how does that kind of help you know that uh you've got a bright future at washington high school and girls basketball it, it definitely does and i think you know the one part missing out and not going to charleston i was hoping that would kind of transition them into this year you know kind of getting an idea of where we would be um you know this year but um, right now, we have a very, very tough schedule early um, that, you know, again, we're asking them to grow up now. And, you know, I think the challenges of our early schedule uh, will definitely help them and help us grow 
um, as we move forward to, you know, definitely doing EPAC and things like that, we can make our run late this season. How much is that tough start of the schedule really going to help your team when it comes to conference play? Definitely. It's going to – that part, because we have to learn how to play the right way. And, you know, and I think the Friday night's game definitely was an eye-opener for everyone. Um, but I like the fact that we were able to play again. Uh, we were able to kind of, you know, take that, learn from it, build, grow from it. And, um, you know, we were able to, to win at Wheeling Central, which was a it was great, you know, for us because the last thing we want to do is come back 0-2. Um, so I think we were able to bounce back from that. And then, you know, now we have we have a tough uh, game Saturday. Uh, we're playing in the She Got Game Classic. We're actually playing in two showcase games and that. Then we have um, Capital and GW this month so we have a you know we have a tough road ahead of us but I, I believe they will challenge us to the point where you know they'll understand that we have to do little things in order to play at a high level and the level where they want to be at the end of the season and really coach when you look at the EPAC uh, there's a lot of young teams mm-hmm. um, like your team there that are all kind of gotten off to a slow start so what are your expectations for EPAC play this year EPAC, um, you know, I, I know everyone, everyone's going to be tough. You know, it, it can go either way. I know Spring Mills is going to be solid. Um, you know, Jefferson, of course, is going to be back. Um, you know, they, they're still kind of always held that, you know, held that over Washington's head and, you know, um, Martinsburg, new coach with, with Ronnie. I know he's going to do great things over there as well. Um, so, you know, we definitely have our have our challenges. But what I'm thinking is that our, our schedule early in the season will help us learn how to compete every day when, you know, every day in practice, which I think will transition over into those games. They're going to be very competitive all year. They're going to be very competitive. Um, I know everyone is, you know, definitely looking to get down to Charleston. So, you know, we're going to have to do we're going to have to do the little things. We're going to have to win tough games. I don't I don't foresee many blowouts I think it's going to be a lot of tough games and, and nail biters as we go go through the year and you talk about the challenging schedule it appears that uh, you guys go on the for your out of conference games it's a lot of road time a lot yes. of time in a yes. bus yes. to get to them how do you think that that helps build a team where your team they get to be around each other and you know maybe do some things that they wouldn't necessarily get to do just going to EPAC games or maybe even down in the Winchester up in the Hagerstown mm-hmm. um Building building our team bond and, and just chemistry is extremely important, I think, for anyone, um, you know, especially um, myself being the first year coach here. We want to try to establish of, you know, a good environment where we're remaining positive all the time, but we're also just working hard. And I think by them spending, you know, spending some time with each other outside of the court, it'll transition onto the court. That's kind of always been our you know, my concepts on how we want to do things. Coach Edwards, you mentioned that you've been an assistant coach with this program for a few years as well, but now you're at the helm of this team. What are some uh, changes that you've really tried to establish to build this team to hopefully get to Charleston this year? The main thing is accountability. Um, You know, I I think that, you know, it's not necessarily where we're pointing fingers, but we're just trying to hold each other to our heart. Um, you know, help each other get better every day. And that, you know, we just always go back to that. Those are those are our key points is just accountability. You know, it's easy to, um, 
you know, it's easy to point fingers and, you know, why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that as opposed to, okay, what can I do better to help you get better? And, you know, that's kind of been, you know, our approach the biggest, the whole time, um, just being accountable for each other. And holy. Do you have a previous head coaching experience? Not at the high school level, no. Okay. No, no sir. Are you from Jefferson County? Yes. Okay. Did yes, you go to Jefferson? Went to Jefferson, yes. So it's got to be exciting for you to be a part of that rivalry and kind of be on the other end now with Washington. It's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely different. You know, went to Jefferson and you kind of, you know, you always have that that's your home type vibe. But, you know, it's it's also it's good to kind of start your own own tradition, own path, you know, somewhere else. So, you know, it's been um, but, you know, we know a, know a lot of people in Charlestown, even in Martinsburg. So it's been it's been a nice transition, though. You know, it hasn't been hasn't been very difficult at all. Um, Mr. Carpenter, you know, took a chance out on me. I knew AD, and you know, he gave me an opportunity. I think he he liked what you know we're what we're trying to do, and you know, to move forward in a in a good direction. Just move this program in a good direction. And how do you think that you know, at a school like Washington, it seems like there's always a lot of change there. Uh, that you know you're a coach from within. It seems like there's sometimes there's coaches that that aren't that are coming in that aren't from there or haven't coached there. How do you think that the basketball? Because it seems like Washington boys basketball also starting to trend upward over the last couple of years. How do you think basketball can kind of be a starting point for the rest of the athletics? I think it just take it just takes patience. You have to be patient. It, it just takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it, you you have to have you know, how you want to do things and just mainly focus on doing things the right way. And, I'm, and you know, you mentioned the boys coach, um, you know, I kind of I step in with them sometimes as well. You know, we kind of help each other out. And, you know, the biggest thing that both sides are is just, you know, development and just trying to establish a, an environment of where kids want to be there. They want to be in the gym. They want to get better. Um, and that's those are those are the biggest things you have to be. You know, coaches just have to just lock into the team and and really focus on the overall development of these young kids. And not only just on the court, it's also off the court. You know, they have to be able to trust you. They have to be able to buy into what you're saying. Otherwise, it doesn't just doesn't work. What can the fans and what can we expect and be excited for from your team this year when we get to see them out on the court? We're going to play hard. We're going to play hard and we're going to compete. Those are things we are going to do, and that's, you know, we're not – that's our standard. We are going to play hard and we are going to compete, and then we will let the chips fall where they may from there. But we are definitely going to play hard and compete. I think we're good, Coach. And Is there anything else that you want to mention? No, I'm just excited. I thank you guys, you know, for having – for taking the time to, uh, you know, do this. And, you know, we're excited about this year. You know, we really you – know, our kids are, are, are locking in. They're locking in. They're not completely locked in yet, but they are locking in. And they're they're getting to the point now where I think they, they definitely understand where we want to go. And, you know, they're getting that, that itch to get to Charleston. All right, Coach Edwards, thanks for coming in. And uh, we'll welcome you on the phone anytime if you want to, if it's easier for you. But thanks for coming in. And uh, we'll uh, have a couple games for your team this year. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you down the line. All right. Thank you guys again. All right. You have a good day. All right. We'll be back after this two minute break sponsored by Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be wrapped back to wrap things up on this edition of the sports mix next. 
This is Eric at Hancock Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock Chevrolet, it is that easy. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. What came first, the chicken or the egg? No matter what you think, you can have it either way. Rock's new bagel croissant and chicken waffle breakfast sandwiches are made fresh every morning. Rock's local market. Eyes and shadows. You'll be late for work. Good morning, sleepyhead. Have a good one. Rock's new bagel croissant and chicken waffle breakfast sandwiches are made fresh every morning. Rock's local market. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call them Prize Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as we wrap, get ready to wrap things up here. Unexpected in-studio guest. Uh, lack of communication there, Colin, I guess. Yeah. And so On your part, maybe? It, it works. <laughs> not to throw you yeah, under the bus. No, it's fine. I, we just yeah, wasn't just expecting that at all. I, we got his picture. It I expected him to. It was a great interview. Yeah. Impromptu, great in guy. person. Uh, and we'll talk to him throughout the basketball season on the show and uh, be out there a few times for some games. Uh, but uh, let's get back to talking baseball, I guess. Uh, big deals coming down in the last 24 hours, guys. Yeah. And but- namely, I guess, is it Arson Judge or Aaron Judge? <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron Judge re-signs with the Yankees. It was rumored yesterday. John Hyman, MLB uh, Can't trust that guy. insider, puts out Arson Judge. Uh, rumored, not rumored, but uh, getting close to going to the Giants, I think it was. Yeah. And then everyone was like, Arson Judge? Who's Arson Judge? He mistyped, and then he also got it completely wrong, because guess what Guess what? Aaron Judge does today? Resigns with the Yankees for a big contract, and uh, he's locked up to stay in uh, in New York for the time being. And then, uh, what, what was that overall deal? Do we have it? 
360 million? Yeah, yeah. 360 nine, million. 10 years, something like that. For nine years. And then Kenley Jansen to the, to the Red Sox, two years, $32 million. Phillies get another guy, four years, $72 million for Taiwan, Taiwan, Taiwan Walker, the right handed pitcher. Uh, you know, just a lot of things going down. Cody Bellinger, the outfielder to the Cubs on a one-year deal. Um, Josh Bell to the Guardians on a two-year deal with an opt-out. Just a lot of deals coming down, I guess, at these owners' meetings, really. Yeah, what's going on with the Orioles? I thought it was liftoff. The, their liftoff move was signed 35-year-old Kyle Gibson, who's got a 5 ERA. Woohoo! Come on, guys. They, they hyped it up, man. Scott they Boris was hyping them up yesterday. But you also got to remember that they're the small market Baltimore Orioles. They have money. They don't have... They do. They're not paying anybody. So they but can it's afford because one big name. Did you hear what the Davis. commissioner said yesterday? Not that much. He's, that they're staying in Baltimore. Yeah, but it's still an ongoing issue. Kind of. They, they got to extend their lease. They will. But that's in a month from now. Or two months from now. Um, but <laughs> in terms of... Uh, the free agency. I, th- I think this Aaron Judge thing, I think this had to be a move that the agent told Heyman, and then that was to get leverage with the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and Heyman great. just completely botched it by saying arson. Well, I mean, he didn't even go to the Giants. Yeah. Know, the Giants said that they had no agreement from Aaron Judge. No, they had been talking to his agent, and that's about it, I think, is what they yeah. came out and said. But he went to crazy. what? Was he in San Diego or San Francisco? I can't remember. He was in San Francisco, I think. It was in one of the two. Like a week ago or two weeks ago. Saying that he was narrowing it down between the Giants. No, he was saying he was visiting some friends. He was in a hotel and somebody videotaped him. Recently, I thought I saw on social media that that was the case. And it makes sense that he stays in New York, right? Yeah. You get the short court still. You just had the greatest season of your career. And now you get paid to stay in the pinstripes. Yeah. But have to still deal with that fan base. I mean, yeah, but there's worse fan bases. At least they're passionate. They are passionate. And they care. But if you don't have a season like that again, well, I mean, the Yankees are always going to be good, and and Judge is always going to be, I think, a good player. To expect another season like that, it might not happen ever again for him, but he's i mean he's six foot seven 280 pounds he's gonna be able to hit the ball out of the park at the very least yeah but i mean that was basis interesting kind of i thought he was getting scared of the orioles i thought he was leaving the al east because he knows the o's are on the rise (laughs) if they don't get anybody they won't be i I mean they still have young guys in their organization will it be enough i hope so enough that's a great question i mean they're dominating signing the minor league free agents yeah because they want to keep them young I guess, or, you know, keep guys that they can option. Something. That aren't going to be any good, but they hope can maybe hit 250. I was waiting for half a billion dollars. I mean, when, Carlos Rondon is still in? out there, and supposedly there was a tweet I saw that said that he put the Orioles as his number one option. I have no idea if that's true, though. It, it was from a reporter, but people were telling me not to believe that reporter. So I was it know. John Hyman? It was not John Hyman. It was some random guy that covers, like, the Brewers or something. So I don't even know how, why he was reporting on it. But I did see a tweet that said that the Orioles were Carlos Rendon's number one option, which if that is true, then... That's big if true. Yeah, that, that would be huge. I, big but, if uh, true. I, I highly doubt it. All right, the Wizards in action tonight. He's a Scott Boris uh, client, though. Yeah, Wizards in action tonight. They are at the Bulls. That is an 8 p.m. tip. Capitals at Flyers tonight, 7 p.m. 
Uh, but on Talk Radio WRNR, you can tune in to Mountaineer Hoops as they take on Navy. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off, 6 p.m. pregame show for the Mountaineer Sports Network. Thanks to our guest today, head coach for the Shepherd University Rams, Ernie McCook, for coming on, as well as a surprise in studio guest, Washington Girls Basketball Head Coach Rashawn Edwards for coming on. And uh, we'll start with more boys as we've finished our way around the EPAC and Girls Hoops head coaches. Uh, we'll start tomorrow, hopefully at least two coaches, and that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. You're tuned to, you've been tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, and TV 10. Mm-hmm.